This is Scott Hamilton with Leeham News. Welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes About. Today's episode is 10 Minutes About the 321 XLR for uh, Airbus and why Boeing can't compete. People who follow Leeham News know that we've said for years the 737-9 and the uh, 737-10 simply can't match the A321neo standard, 321LR or 321XLR. Last week, the CEO of Airlease Corp said the same thing. The market has spoken. There are 3,446 sales of the 321neo. Boeing doesn't break out the subtype sales of the MAX, but we believe there are fewer than 300 for the MAX 9 and fewer than 600 for the MAX 10. With me today to discuss the competition between the 321neo and the MAX 9 and 10 is LNA's Judson Rollins. Judson writes for Leham and consults for Leham Company. And he worked at Boeing when the MAX was created. He brings an airline background as well, having worked for Air New Zealand and Continental. With that, the clock is now ticking. So I think to start off with, we need to briefly describe the technical specifications for our listeners who don't know them. And and the MAX 9 has a range of, I believe it's about 3,500 nautical miles. The MAX 10, about 3,300 nautical miles. The 321 standard is about 3,300 nautical miles. The 321 LR is 4,100 nautical. And the XLR, which is slated to enter service in 2023, has an advertised uh, range of 4,700 nautical miles. The MAX 10 and the 321 are about the same size. The MAX 9 is slightly smaller. So Judson, what do you think is most important to the airlines these days? And, and why would an airline switch from Boeing to Airbus, given your background at Air New Zealand, which was an Airbus operator, and Continental, which was a Boeing operator? Well, Scott, I think the number one issue, of course, is fleet commonality. Unless you're an airline the size of a, a Delta or a United or a BA or Lufthansa, you don't necessarily have the critical mass necessary to operate a split Boeing, Airbus, narrow-body fleet. So you tend to stay with what you've got unless the other manufacturer offers you such a, a smoking deal that you can't say no. Um, but that being said, if you're evaluating the MAX versus the NEO from a clean sheet perspective, the MAX's biggest disadvantage is the fact that it just frankly is too heavy. It's too heavy and it doesn't have the range capability that the uh, the NEO options have. Um, and now with regard to the uh, LR and the XLR versions of the A321, it, Boeing really has nothing in its stable with which it can compete. Um, the closest match for the XLR is the 737 MAX 7, but it only has a range of about 3850 nautical versus uh, the XLR, which has 4700 nautical. And the MAX 7 offers just 153 seats in a two-class configuration versus the XLR's 204. Well, now, Boeing uh, really liked to promote uh, the fact that uh, the MAX 8 was doing a fair amount of transatlantic uh, service. Uh, of course, this is before the grounding. Uh, and they would throw up this chart showing that there was really nothing that the A321neo standard was doing transatlantic. Uh, it was a valid point. But it really wasn't uh, showing the whole story. I, I just found that to be a little bit disingenuous. Well, it was a valid point before the launch of the LR and the XLR. The MAX 8 can fly up to about eight hours, 
but that's not enough to be useful year-round on transatlantic missions. Um, you're right that Air Canada and Norwegian tried flying the MAX-8 on thin transatlantic routes like St. John's to London, um, but only in the summer and even then with somewhat restricted westbound payloads. In the winter, those same airplanes could fly from Canada to Caribbean and Latin Beach destinations, which at least solves your seasonality problem. But the overall uh, performance limitations of the MAX meant that only a few airlines would buy a fleet of MAXs with a long-range strategy in mind. So, for instance, like Fly Dubai, which has lots of thin, say, less-than-daily missions over six hours. So, for the lack of a better term, how did Boeing get this so wrong? Was it that Airbus simply maneuvered Boeing into a position where they had to launch the MAX in 2011? We know that Boeing was looking at the idea of a new light twin airplane back then. Yeah, I think it's pretty well known through the industry that the MAX wasn't Boeing's first choice. Uh, most of the commercial airplanes team in Seattle at that time, um, in early, the early 2010s, preferred what was then called the NSA or new single aisle, which would have been an all composite airplane like the 787. But American Airlines forced Boeing's hand when it nearly signed uh, an all A320neo order in 2011. Um, Boeing launched the MAX program on very short notice to ensure that it could have at least half of American single aisle order, ironically only months before American went into Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings. As we learned through the multiple investigations of the MAX program over the past couple of years, the airplane was rushed through its development so that it could enter service just uh, about a year and a half before the A320neo. And I think this hurried process unfortunately led Boeing to make economic and performance trade-offs that it might have avoided had it taking a little bit more time. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, kind of push back a little bit on this idea that Boeing rushed through the process. Boeing had, had been studying the uh, re-engineering of the 737 for a long time and had a design on the shelf ready to go as an op alternative to a new light twin, uh, or as you put it, a new single aisle airplane. Uh, it was um, subject to, to schedule pressure. It was subject to cost pressure. But is it really fair to say that it was rushed to the market? Well, I think the design from the late 2000s, early 2010s was kind of pulled off the shelf. And I don't have the feeling that the longer term strategic implications have been fully thought through. I think there was a reaction that we've got to respond to to the neo uh, in fact i remember a phrase uh, that i heard at boeing more than once was airbus has the neo we have the knee jerk i i'd never heard that one before that's that's a pretty good uh, uh comment um, so airbus has a what many call an a322 waiting in the wings it would have 12 more seats it would have more powerful engines a new composite wing should Airbus launch this, would it force Boeing's hand to launch a new airplane, or should Boeing wait to see what Boeing does? Well, a composite wing and another new generation engine like uh, Rolls-Royce's Ultrafan would be the closest thing to a game changer that we've seen in the single aisle space, perhaps since the original 737. Um, it would leapfrog Airbus well ahead of Boeing in the 200 plus seat single aisle space. Um, I do think if Airbus launched the A322, it would almost certainly force Boeing to proceed with its next new airplane, whether that's the long-mooted NMA or uh, a smaller single-aisle air airplane, and maybe more like the um, 
NSA that was being discussed in the early 2010s and that we've seen uh, back in the aviation press in recent months. Look, Boeing has been kicking around the idea of a 757-767 replacement for over a decade without coming to a decision. And frankly, I find it difficult to believe that the board of directors will green light the CapEx required for a new airplane unless competitive circumstances demand it. So what does Boeing do? You know, let's assume that that uh, COVID recovery is not dragged out for another three or four years. Let's assume that, that uh, by and large, the industry recovers in, um, uh, we're in 2021 now, let's assume that the industry more or less is in uh, a good upswing on recovery by the beginning of 2023. That may be optimistic, but maybe not. What does Boeing do? Boeing is clearly down to uh, an upper 30% market share in the single aisle market. What does it do? When do they have to do it? Well, I don't think this is going to be a question in the near term as any new Airbus or Boeing airplane is probably unlikely to launch given the limited market for new aircraft. Um, certainly even short haul travel has taken a significant downturn and there's a lot of um, used available airplanes that are sitting on less or balance sheets that I think are likely to supplant demand for new airplanes, whether Airbus or Boeing. Um, you see that Rolls-Royce uh, earlier this month announced its intent to put Ultrafan, its new engine generation on hold once testing finishes next year. Frankly, I'd be pretty surprised to see any new airplane program launched before mid-decade because I think it'll take at least that long for used aircraft inventories to clear and new aircraft demand to return to its pre-COVID trend line. So here's here's the real crystal ball question. Is Boeing headed the way of McDonnell Douglas? Tough question. Um, I think Boeing has some product strategy problems on a number of programs, not just the MAX, but also the 777X um, and even the 787, which is seeing its order book being pretty severely pinched. And it remains to be seen how they're going to navigate out of the current crisis. The thing that probably wedged McDonnell Douglas out of the market and into Boeing's arms was the birth of Airbus. We have a couple of potential new competitors on the horizon, specifically uh, Comac and uh, United Aircraft, but I think it's going to be well over a decade before either of those gets enough commercial acceptance outside their home markets to be a significant threat to the, the duopoly we have. Okay, we have a lot left unsaid, but we're at the end of our 10 minutes. Thanks, Judson. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Scott.